0: Hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Matt, and this is the good, the bad, and the obscure.
1: We're a show that discusses things you probably haven't heard of, and if you have, well, good on ya. Really, though,
0: what are we talking about today
1: of all days? Today, we're talking about the fact that Denny Villeneuve has announced
0: that Dune will, in fact, have two parts. That's a that's great news. Yeah, that is great. News. I had no idea. Yes, I Dune is on my shelf, my metaphorical shelf.
1: I have read three quarters of Dune. And do not know whether or not I'll ever make it more. Did you not like it? No, I really liked it. But you know when you put a book (laughs) down? No, you know when you put a book down and you come back to it and you're like, what are these people talking about? This is written in another language. It's It's like when your
0: mom puts you down for the last time. Yes. And you just keep walking. Yeah, and then you never look back. And she never looks back. Uh, Nope. She's still chasing me and I'm running because I can walk now. (laughs) Like the fugitive. Like the fugitive. who's Who do you think is going to be in Dune? Uh, Actors? Probably
1: was. Ryan Gosling at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: I hope so. Not
1: just because he's phenomenal, but also... I mean, I don't actually know if there's a role for him in that movie. Because it's, it follows a kid and his mother for a lot of it. Okay. So, the kid, they'll probably get the kid from the room. Because he's the only kid I see in movies now.
0: Jacob Tremblay?
1: Yeah, they'll probably get Jacob Tremblay. And for the mother, they'll probably get... Um,
0: Probably the mother from The Room also. Brie Larson. Yeah, it'll probably be the two of them. I mean, they are... They have good chemistry for sure. They
1: do have good...
0: That's true. Award-winning chemistry. Yeah,
1: Academy Award winning The Room. Yeah. Um, Did it win any any other
0: Academy Awards? Maybe. I, I think it was nominated... It won the ones that needed to win.
1: Yeah. So not Best Picture.
0: I think it was... Yes, not Best Picture. It... I think it was nominated for Best Adapted, which makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Um, She totally... Oh, my God, that performance is chilling yeah. by her. Holy crap. Yeah, no, it's pr- it's a pretty phenomenal film, honestly. I, All I hope Alejandro Jodor- Jodorowsky, well, Jodorowsky, Thank you. is... You're welcome. I hope he makes a cameo in Dune, because he's the guy who started the original one and then funding was cut, and oh, then Ridley okay. Scott
1: continued it and then Ridley Scott botched that question mark uh
0: exclamation point uh,
1: you yes. know classic ridley scott no offense ridley scott he's back in his A game after the martian and then alien covenant really just all uphills <laughs> well
0: he's the martian really, <clears throat>
1: yes yeah when people are like this is it ridley scott knows how to make films <laughs> and then he made he made alien covenant right that was him
0: yeah i don't he, know if he, he directed
1: cuz he wrote a contract in blood that says i'll make alien
0: movies till i die maybe he also made gods of egypt oh
1: yeah yeah i don't but know if
0: that was pre or post martian
1: the, what i didn't mention is that we will
0: actually be just talking about gods of egypt for most of this podcast guys we've been talking about the future of this of this podcast and we decided that the future of this podcast is in the past and we're talking about historical movies and exclusively yes not, next week ten commandments not even following ben-hur
1: <laughs> and not even just strictly historical but we're going for um whitewash history y- whitewashed fictionalized historical film <laughs> so yes ben-hur is a great example of of a film that you, is sort of history but sort of not also jesus is there at some point as so the carpenter in that film is he yeah he was in the new one like Jeez. the first time he shows up he's like he's like exactly what you would imagine Jesus to be, as we see it, uh, as we see the white guy was to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. exactly who he is, and he's a carpenter, and he's like, Ben-Hur, you must not give up, you are, Ben. Uh, honestly, I don't even really, I don't, it wasn't a great film, I watched the 2016 adaptation of it, oh my lord, uh, one of four people I watched in cedars, <laughs> it was, it was you, it, well, no, what I used to do, for a little while, yeah, was, I had a group of friends, who we had strictly watched movies, of this caliber where it's like exp- like grossly expensive films to make that are going to just critically do horrible and just be bad films but that's the fun of it. Okay. So we watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadow under Out of the Shadows and we watched Ben Hur. Either or um b- both of them we we pretty much just laughed most of the movie. Ben Hur a lot less funny than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. We
0: well, you were supposed to laugh at a lot of points of TMNT, and not 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 <laughs> for the
1: reasons they wanted. weren't weren't why we were like There's just, there's more to that movie. You're like, there's a giant mutant brain taking over the planet, and okay. he's got. Whoa. Yeah, well, we knew Krang was in that movie. He was. I'm pretty sure he's in the trailers. <laughs> okay. And they they got the Bebop and the Rob Steady, and they. Bebop. So that's all fun. Ben Hur just is. He just kind of does his thing. At one point, he goes onto a slave ship, I think, and it. He's like rowing. In it, like but he's, he's white. It. I don't remember if this is from Ben Hur or not, but it shows he he's chained in in there, and then it's like 17 years later, and it shows when he first gets in, and the day he breaks out. It's like this section of seven years in the middle of the film that they just cut out completely. They don't show any of it. They're like he got on the shape. They might as well not have happened. Might as well. And then I'm pretty sure from there on out, he just kind of goes around and sort of wins. I don't I don't really remember what the plot of that movie was. I think he killed his brother, maybe.
0: Wow, Cain and Abel kinda of thrown in there.
1: Probably. Jeez. I Sus. seem to remember on the Ben Hur set of nineteen sixty four, I made that year up, but it's around that time period. Not at all. Um
0: It was the thirties.
1: They they've made like five different Ben Hur movies.
0: Have they? Yeah. Oh <laughs> they okay.
1: easily have. In one of them, the chariot the infamous chariot scene racing part. Uh, one of the guys it died. Famous? Yes, but I don't. I don't remember from which which iteration of the. Yeah, there's a 2016, 20, 20, 1959, and then there's another one from twenty five.
0: Also, a miniseries. Oh, was there? Yeah, look right there.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. I say right there
0: in this this audio. ephemeral
1: place. Ben Hur, A Tale of the Christ. Yeah, that sounds about about what it was.
0: Wait, is Ben Hur Jesus?
1: I I honestly. I don't know they, he wasn't in the first one. A Jewish prince seeks to f- seeks to find his family and revenge himself upon his childhood friend who has wrongly imprisoned him
0: so that sounds about right Great okay, for them, you know uh, if that's what the boat. what's another historical film that's been kind of whitewashed and also western uh see so you ask a lot of good questions here. It was one long one, but yes, thank you uh
1: you know every so often like. Every so often, when they, you see it, them being like, "We're bringing back the Epic," which they never advertised like that because yeah. nobody wants the Epic
0: to come back. But they're kind of like whispering. Yeah, like, hey,
1: they're like, "Hey um, guys," they're like,
0: "Hey guys, do you want some Epics? Do you want just come over
1: here to the alleyway
0: and uh, hey guys,
1: hey, do tell your parents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey guys, do you want some Epics?" <laughs>
1: What was that movie that came out about Jesus recently? The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise? It was not The Last Samurai, but that's a good guess. When did The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise come out? Was it like 2014, 2015? Uh, how about more recently we had... This is pretty good, actually. Big fan. But the Matt Damon one about The Great Wall. Not historical, really. Kind of. It's This is the range we're going for. Is we're going for historical films that aren't historical, but kind of use the time period. About the white guy who had to stop the Mongolians who weren't real Mongolians because they were aliens, I believe. Wait, there were, what? The Great Wall, the movie that came out like two years ago, last oh. year. Two years, yeah. I am unhappy I did not get to see this. European mercenaries searching for black powder become embroiled in the defense of the Great Wall of China against a horde of monstrous creatures. Definitely not the Mongolians.
0: So, the film you said, the one about the Great Wall call yes. called the Great Wall.
1: Yeah, so it, that's good. Mark. Did you not hear about name. this?
0: I did. I heard too much about it.
1: Yeah, the the poster seventeen or seventeen hundred years to build, five thousand five hundred miles long. What were they trying to keep out? The Great Wall. If they're aliens, probably the Mongolians. Could they <laughs> Could they fly? No, I'm pretty sure they were like, kind of like, the aliens, that don't fly. What? I, they might not even be aliens. I think they were just monsters from the sounds of it. Uh, like kind of like kinda of like zombie esque creatures. Either way, it's a classic story about how Europeans had to step in, aren't something that wasn't their problem to save the day.
0: What a what a white savior <laughs> kinda of movie. You know, I had this criticism. Yeah. About a movie I didn't want to have this criticism about. Was it That's Deadpool a sentence right there. too No. I love dogs. In what way? Have you seen *I of Dogs? Yeah. Do you remember the exchange student? Yeah. What was she doing there?
1: Yeah, I, I see that.
0: It was just an, a way for the audience, uh, particularly an American audience, a white American audience, to place themselves in the story.
1: I And I don't even know if that was it. I think it was... I I think it probably had more to do with his his ruling about having the english language into it because she was the one who would actually speak english right yeah Throughout she was the only, the, one, yeah. No, well, the only one yeah well the only one who only exclusively spoke yeah. english yeah yeah maybe i think you might be right about inserting uh, that that's true actually i I really not thought insertion. about that but it, there was no reason for it
0: <laughs> no and the way she dressed in this all-american garb i don't know if At first, I thought it was going to be kind of mocking. You know, the whole... Oh, yeah. Like, Like, look at me, I'm American kind of tourist. Yeah. Even though she wasn't a tourist, but... The kind of American tourists that you can smell from a mile away kind of thing. Yeah. Or see. You know, they're pretty big. As in,
1: like... They take up a lot of room.
0: Yes, but I don't mean... With
1: their personalities. Yes.
0: I don't mean it... It wasn't a fat joke. Just, like, they're... Big presence. That's that's the word I was forgetting. Yes, yes. And, yeah, she had this whole thing going on for her that was just big. And I think – I at first I thought that uh, – what's this guy's name? Uh, the director. Mar- Mar- Marcel Duchamp. That's funny. Thank but you. But no. <laughs> Different artist. Similar looking, for sure. Oh, what was this guy's name? Anyway, he, the director – Wes Anderson. <laughs> Wes Anderson, yes, Wes Anderson. <laughs> okay. I felt Wes Anderson at the beginning when he inserted this character who was over the top American. I felt that he was gonna m- make a criticism about Americans being this way, but it didn't play out that way.
1: No, it actually—it actually turns out that she saves the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, she kind of just Spoiler saves the day. Isle of Dogs, but but honestly, when do you, do you see them, see you know it's yeah. a white savior kind of thing.
1: Also. They just tell you the entire plot line at the beginning of the film, so it's not really a lot of surprises in it.
0: No, not at it's, all.
1: it's the legend-based storytelling, which is fine, but also was Lazy? unnecessary. Yeah, like I don't even know. Frustrated me. Uh, so, moving right along, uh, we're catching us up on our uh, our weekly blockbuster versus flockbuster. Which we could save to the end, but I figure might as well just address the fact that Solo is actually underperforming. Which, Luis has a bit of insider trading knowledge here.
0: Yes, mostly because I was an audience member. And it's insider because I'm a minority of people. Hell yeah. You know, that's a diss right there Solidarity. to Solo. <laughs> that's a diss to Solo. I'm a minority, so I'm insider, you know? Because it's, not a lot of people saw it. Yeah. So it's insider kind of. I see, yeah. yeah You're you.
1: making fun of the numbers it got. Yes. So, totally.
0: So I watched it. Yeah. Um, I watched it because I bought tickets a while ago. Yeah. Pre-sale tickets. Yeah, I think you've talked about it on the show, actually. Oh, I have? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. The movie, I saw it the Friday. So it was opening day, but it wasn't like, it wasn't Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was the first showing, and it Friday being a working day, mm-hmm. a business day. Not a lot of people were there at 1 p.m. Yeah. It didn't have the amount of people I expected it to have.
1: Right, for this is technically... Not technically, but it's official release day or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: So you know how in, in Force Awakens... Every seat was filled. In Last Jedi, every seat was filled. Yeah, Even the one. ones that you have to break your neck to watch yeah, the movie. Yeah, they were always full. This wasn't the case, you know. Even the normal or the non-break, uh, sorry, breaknecking neck-breaking? Neck-breaking yeah. seats. Even those had some, you know, singles out of there, you know. So it was really odd, first off. But then I started watching the movie, and it was, it was a movie of moments, and I'll explain moments. It's it's a movie that knows what it is. It's self-aware that it's just trying to be commercially appealing. So it just it's a lot of fan service that's spread out through the movie in one-minute segments. Yeah, you know, Han Solo, and I'll just say this: uh, it's I'm not gonna give a spoiler kind of rant to it. He dies. Yeah, <laughs> Chew- Chewie kills him. Actually, no. Uh, in the trailer, Han Solo says his line. I have a good feeling about this. Yeah, and it's kind of mocking his later attitudes in the saga, where he says, "I have a bad feeling about this." You know. Yeah. That's so fun. those things, those things are just sprinkled throughout the movie, and yeah. people are, you know, it's like ah, they laugh at these, you know.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah.
0: A uh, uh, low-hanging fruit content yeah. inside the movie, you know, and it's just sprinkled with that throughout. And that was the main attraction. Lando was great, but but it's not a surprise with uh, Gambino's star power right now. Uh, the production design was amazing, but that's just a given with most of these star, not yeah, yeah. with most of the Star Wars, it's just it a got given. Got a lot of money, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the story. Um, non-stellar Han Solo's acting was pretty fine actually yeah you just have to get over the fact that Harrison Ford is old that's the only yeah. thing Uh, but everything else you know it's not great very meh yeah oh you wanna watch it after this I will watch it yeah
1: because you know they just they already have my money yeah you know like Marvel Marvel and Star Wars it's like yeah I'll go see it
0: Mickey Mouse has might as well
1: but a bunch of money it is it is track, like it's tracking to be the lowest... Well, it is the lowest... Yeah, tracking to be the lowest opening Star Wars movie. movie. Um, and it, even though it, it topped, got number one, mm-hmm. uh, it still underperformed. Um,
0: Especially for this part of the year.
1: Yeah. Like, it, it's described as a dismal 65 million opening weekend.
0: That's pretty dismal.
1: Uh, and it, it pretty much flopped in China ten point one million.
0: What? Yeah, it's it, it, well.
1: yeah, it did it did very poorly over there. Which isn't I mean, like it's this is kind of what everybody's been sort of expecting for a while now, was for it not to be very good. So people are saying that this is fatigue, like yeah.
0: blockbuster fatigue? I don't think it, I don't think it is Yeah.
1: I don't think this is an indicator of blockbuster fatigue. I think this is an indicator of them making a movie that just be just because they, they seem to assume That just because they slap a character That people like into a film mm-hmm. It's not going to do well mm-hmm. uh, And the fact that it's Star Wars I guess Star Wars is enough to bring 65 million in But it's not enough to Captivate audiences In the same way that Force Awakens was But is that really a surprise After this is the fourth one In something like three years No Yeah, like, it's, it's not It's not going to be the same amount of numbers anyway but it's not fatigue, I, I would say. It's just it's the lack of knowing their audience from a wider perspective.
0: They're, I'm kind of surprised they released this during Memorial Day weekend. Oh, yeah? Because it has some war scenes. Yeah. Some war scenes that are reminiscent of Rogue One. And I don't think that's the kind of thing that would fly with a lot of people on Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Because it's... Han Solo is a deserter, right? Yeah, and that just maybe I'm looking way too much into it, right? But you think it doesn't really fit culturally right now? At least in the you know in the domestic box office, and it's just
1: you might be right. I don't I don't know that anybody really pays enough attention. I think mm-hmm. it might be a little bit a little bit too fantastical for people to care that much. Yeah, but I'm sure there's definitely specific spheres that are feeling that way.
0: Once you watch it, let me know with that idea already ingrained in your head, yeah. I hope. Because I hope you care about the things I say. Uh <laughs> let me know if you catch some of that drift. Yeah, no for sure. So Han Solo, what did
1: we say was gonna be Well we said it was gonna be a success. I'm, so we're, we're both it, wrong. It well it's too far off to say. It didn't flop. It, but it's doing it's doing poor like it's doing worse than they expected it to. So, I, I think for it to be considered a flop, we have to be seeing headlines that are like, yep, this movie flopped. This movie gotcha. really, really bombed. Whereas Solo, the, the description here is, isn't flying so high. It's delivering soft. It didn't flop, it just didn't do as well as they had hoped. Right. But also, yeah, like as, a, as the article mentions, this is a week after Deadpool 2. And this yeah. is, what, something like three weeks after Infinity War? four weeks yeah like if in another climate infinity war would still be number one
0: Mm -hmm. black panther is still out in some theaters
1: yeah so it's and releasing after deadpool 2 which widely is widely a lot of people are very excited for Mm -hmm. is pretty surprising and i'm sure that that would definitely draw numbers away like if i if i had to pick between deadpool 2 or star wars right now i'd go see deadpool 2
0: no question so I mean, you're still... It's going to the same people at the end of the day. Ex- yeah, almost. I, I would... Higher only, percentage Star Wars, but yes. Yeah, the only difference
1: is Star Wars brings in the kids. But even that, yeah. I would say Deadpool 2 probably bringing in the teenage crowd a lot more.
0: Yeah. The younger adults,
1: even, even adults, I would say. My Deadpool dad loves too. it. Yeah?
0: He, he saw Deadpool 1. Yep. Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool <laughs>
1: <He> 1, <laughs> Colin, Deadpool. Exactly.
0: Deadpool 1... Two dots. Deadpool. Yeah, he saw that one three times in the theater.
1: That's really surprising. Yeah, that was also. That was was, a big deal. He didn't know the character before. Yeah,
0: he saw it the first time with I think my mom, and then with some of his friends, and then again with some of his friends. Oh yeah, and he's planning to watch this one three times again, because he it is a well built movie.
1: You also don't. We also don't get because it's a pretty specific kind of humor. Yes. Because it's like, it's rated R, right? I believe. And so that Harder. brings, yeah, it brings a pretty specific crowd in. Like, you can't have, you can't have that sort of wide reaching audience that most movies strive for. Mm-hmm. So you don't see this kind of humor so often. So I think no. that it's definitely doing well because of that. In the same way Logan did well, because of, it was, it got a little bit more specific. I'm so
0: happy that did well. Yeah, Logan, me too. It's just paving the way for more movies that take the source material seriously what i mean is i'm obviously referring to the best adapted screenplay nomination it got yeah in a big year for movies so i think that's sick (laughs) that's pretty good
1: uh we don't have to touch on this too long but harvey harvey Weinstein was arrested i believe Last oh, Friday?
0: I didn't read about that.
1: Or last Thursday, yeah.
0: He, he turned he himself got,
1: in, yeah.
0: Oh. He turned himself in?
1: Yeah. Did
0: he get handcuffs? Yeah. What yeah, are so
1: he's he's on trial for a few different things, but, you know, namely rape. It's... Hmm. I... This this is odd. It's That's how I feel, right? too. I don't know if you... Yeah, I was going to ask a how you feel the same way, but... Yeah, well, a lot of... When all of this was started out, it's like good, I'm glad this is coming to the public light, but also, there was this sort of underlying sense that you're like, these people don't go to jail. Like, nothing really is going to come out of this. Sure, they've been shunned, and they probably won't have, they won't be able to come back Mm -hmm. with any hope. Uh, But, you don't really, you don't really expect any of this to go to trial or anything.
0: Do you think the fact that it took so long since the allegations and him doing i don't know what he did for so long till this like after the allegation the time between the allegations and this yeah. week do you think that's a sign of him being such i don't want to say rich but a powerful, powerful. man uh,
1: it might be part of it i don't it know It took so long it does feel that way for sure he also did turn himself in it was what last november
0: yeah i Give think it take, was
1: october november yeah it's because it's hard to say at what point what point you can actually... Because I'm sure there, you have to have a sufficient amount of evidence in order to get a warrant to arrest him or whatever. Mm. That you can't just bring him in and have only the testimonies. And I don't really know how... I don't know how the they, they go about handling rape and sexual assault and all of those things. I don't know how that's handled right now. Like, if... If everyone who came forward said that he did that, is that enough?
0: I'm, I'm genuinely yeah, not sure.
1: That's me, that's me too. Like I I don't know if it's they have because there was a lot happening in the past few months around this. So I wonder if it's mm-hmm. just if it's just a case of them ha- whatever team was on that having to sort this out.
0: I'm very surprised. A lot of, obviously around that time, a lot of people, and by around that time I mean. Uh, after Harvey Harvey Weinstein was accused of all these things by that New York Times piece. Yeah. Uh, Award-winning New York Times piece. Yeah. After all this, within the next month, a lot of people came forward accusing other people, most of the time, and I'm standing by this opinion most of the time, and I say opinion because it's hard to prove these things. Yeah. Most of the time, there were well-founded... Oh, yeah. ...accusations. Yeah. Like the probably the majority, the vast majority.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree. Of just being people who finally feel like they can say something without getting fired or losing yeah not just fired but losing any hope of a job in the industry.
0: Yeah, the following two months we got a lot of that, which is which makes which makes it so surprising that this w- <clears throat> this week we also got the news of Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I don't know what I I what? haven't been involved with anything related to this so i don't know what takes so long for, for some of these to happen yeah yeah
1: well yeah okay so the morgan freeman bit yes uh the interesting thing is vancouver was gonna have morgan freeman do the voices for their transit yes and then that happened and they were like oh shit we
0: can't do that um so seth rogan's volunteering
1: yeah and so morgan freeman has come out and he's He's commented on it now. Uh, I, generally speaking, he, he apologized to some extent on it and basically denied. He, I don't know that he denied specifically doing it, but he, he said he never made it an unsafe environment and he didn't assault people. Um, his quote is, all victims of assault and harassment deserve to be heard and we need to listen to them, but it's not right to equate horrific incidences of sexual assault with misplaced compliments or humor. Right. So, yeah, it. this is going to be something that I don't even know that it's worth commenting on right now because we're going to have to wait a few weeks, yeah. potentially months, to even find out what's happening here.
0: Don't know what to make of it. Yeah, okay.
1: exactly. Because this is Morgan Freeman, who's just a beloved actor. Mm-hmm. Um is now you know is is there's people coming out against him so it it will be it will be interesting here to i mean not interesting in a good way but just to we can't really can't really comment on any of it now because it's it's impossible to say how many people have come forward Mm -hmm. what it was i haven't i haven't read a lot on it myself yet so i
0: think it's been eight people or eight accusations eight separate accusations compiled into one
1: and I don't, I don't know if He's... these... And I'm not sure how far these accusations range, too. Yeah. So, not that that, you know, makes any of them any less. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't even know what the accusations are for, is I guess what I'm saying.
0: You know what I've been noticing? I have been keeping up um, a little bit with this because I've seen, like, false stuff pop okay. here and there. So, it prompts me to research a bit more about some things. Uh, just to kind of... See if it was like a clickbait, clickbait kind of title. Yeah, or I just scrolled past, or is actually a thing, because I saw the Morgan Freeman thing and I couldn't. I didn't believe it at first sight. Right? Yeah. So I've been kind of inadvertently kind of researching it, and a pattern I've noticed was people are taking accusers and kind of rating them and how bad they were compared to others. Okay. And I'll explain. Some people say that, oh, was he as bad as Louis C.K.? Or was he a Harvey Weinstein kind of thing? Which I think it's super interesting because it's... (laughs) We're taking a point of reference on terrible, terrible things. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, if they were just as bad as Aziz Ansari, then they can make a comeback. It's like, whoa, who... Are you saying Aziz Ansari is going to make a comeback? Yeah. Are you saying he can or it will be allowed to as a society to, to make a comeback? Because a lot of people are saying that Louis C.K. is worse than Aziz Ansari. So, Aziz, so Aziz can make a comeback.
1: Oh, right. They're just using these points, these people, yeah. and then using it to base off how they feel about other people.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Which I think is just super interesting. It's kind of, they're kind of talking to them about, they're talking to, about them in a very objectifying way. Yeah. And I don't mean, obviously, uh, the, the word objectifying is used a lot, as everyone knows, to describe women and their bodies. But I mean objectifying here as regardless of the person and just what they mean, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, the fact that they're taking Aziz and Louis in this way, and regarding and comparing him to Morgan Freeman, I think people are kind of putting him in the same rank. And it's weird to say rank here. Yeah. yeah. Same rank as Louis, but not as bad as Harvey, but worse than Aziz. It's. it's you know how? Yeah. What a weird. Well, it's hard to talk.
1: Combination about right now, of right? Yeah, it is. There's no. It doesn't feel like. It feels like the language for how you talk about sexual assault, especially people who are accused of it, it feels like they're, it, it's still being still being sort of decided by the public in how you choose to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And when it's okay to say that, yeah, say that somebody is still okay or not okay, or, like, if that even means anything when, when they've done these type of things to other people. Mm-hmm. So... I don't it's this is going to be a pretty specific point in movie history to look back at and see this will be taught how, for a yeah, while how it's how it's changed and especially how it's changed how we yeah how people deal with sexual harassment and assault in the workplace and yeah. in our everyday life.
0: I can under, a lot of people when they talk about this as a as a whole they say the film industry is not the only industry that it has this yeah and that got me thinking so why is the film industry being the one in focus well it's the film industry is always in focus you know yeah. it's it's a common talking point for a ton of people yeah so if if i say oh well jacob something was accused of this oh who is he yeah it doesn't matter you know unfortunately it doesn't matter so having such a high profile person be accused of this brings uh like a social conscience to every everyone because it's people we know
1: yeah in a certain light in a in a, a sort of celebrity worship sort of way
0: yeah i think a lot of people needed to be explained who harvey weinstein was i remember a lot of people had to much one of those videos like who is harvey weinstein yeah and i remember seeing this thing a lot it was harvey weinstein is the most thanked person in awards after god
1: oh yeah yeah because uh, he he would have been one of the producers and ever like yeah. basically the producer for a long time a lot of
0: award-winning movies he yeah. produced and the actors would always say i have to thank harvey Wein- uh, harvey weinstein sometimes in the same breath as god
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's bizarre
0: so that that uh, uh, statement kind of states the importance of him to people who didn't know him.
1: I guess yeah, we'll have to have to see where all of this goes. It's it's, a it's shame. disappointing every time.
0: It's a shame, not because I liked Morgan Freeman, but it's just a shame that people are doing these things. Yeah, because there were a lot of comments against people saying comments against people who said, "Oh, I, I liked him a lot." You know, and that's, in a way, maybe not, def- defending them is not the right word. Right. But kind of going past what he did or what they did instead of thinking of the victim, you're thinking, oh, poor him. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of missing the point of these accusations.
1: Yeah. I mean, people project a lot. Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's a lot of celebrity culture anyway. Mm-hmm is assuming that these people, you know these people because of the work they put out.
0: Yeah. It's also kind of selfish. It's like, oh, I like them. It's like, well, it's yeah. not about you. No, yeah. At all. Yeah. I would have liked to hear Morgan Freeman's voice on Translick Translick. Yeah. yeah. But that is immediately cut after these allegations, at least for me. Yeah. And I'm super down for Seth Rogen if, if that happens. Yeah, no, for sure. Although people were missing the point on why Morgan Freeman was gonna talk. He's a spokesperson for Visa. Okay. So that's why he was gonna talk there, because the whole credit card thing. Oh I see, okay. The whole credit card tapping instead of the compass card. Uh, but oh well. Damn you. So people. the next next
1: point we have is have you noticed have you seen anything about Matt Groan groining's new series? called disenchantment
0: oh that's the new series uh simpsons creator simpsons and futurama that's who he is actually i'll say futurama and simpsons because i like futurama more
1: okay sure (laughs) that sounds great (laughs) thank you uh no you haven't yeah i there hasn't been a lot out about it yet but it's exciting to see that he's doing something new because
0: That the edge is still there for him
1: yeah i mean i don't know if you know anything about him but he he's like a total hippie hey he didn't. He didn't believe in any, pretty much any of. Like he hadn't watched TV for several years before, he was offered The Simpsons. Oh. Kind of just fell into it. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's he's an interesting character to follow, but it's it's nice because, yeah, I, I love The Simpsons, but Futurama always felt like it was. I guess it was tighter story wise. It was tighter in every way. It was writing and, was.
0: So tight. I think
1: it was... Yeah, I think it's because it also was a little bit more adult. So it could handle some stuff that The Simpsons never really felt like it dared to go.
0: I, I'm i going to contradict you there. Okay. Instead of adult, I want to say it was less commercial.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair, too. You know, it, yeah. was,
0: it was more like, let's make this good because it's good. Yeah. Instead of, let's make this consistently alright.
1: Yeah, and Simpsons used to be, like... As, how many seasons did we get for Futurama? Like seven, eight? I think it was seven or eight. Yeah, yeah and I would I would say that the first seven or eight Simpsons seasons are pretty, Absolutely. pretty amazing. Even it's just... It's
0: probably thirteenth.
1: Yeah, all all we see now are kind of the next generation. They're they're not even owned by Fox anymore. I don't think. Okay. They they got sold a few years ago, so it's it's not really the same show.
0: <laughs> yeah. No it it's way quicker i think it's it took a page from a lot of modern um animated series i remember the editing used to be slower which i really like i like slow animated shows because it's more detail oriented in my opinion instead of just snapshots of a, a story yeah uh yeah the simpsons became really quick well which is a weird thing I is the Sim- is disenchantment going to be on fox
1: no oh, it's going to be on netflix whoa yeah that's great. Getting ten episodes are in August. Uh, that's super soon. Note about the Simpsons scripts. I've, I was when that started coming out, uh, I believe it had something like fifty page long scripts, or 45, 50 page long scripts for like a thirty minute TV series. Mm-hmm. So that means they're they're doing it really quick. Like yeah. That's quick dialogue. That's snappy visuals, and uh, one of the, one of the guys I know who who used to write for a children's TV show. His his producer was like Yeah we want a 50 page script now Simpsons is doing it we're all doing it he Puts in a 50 page sc- script and he hands it to the anime And they're like this is going to be an hour long This show is about a unicorn dancing around And flying like we can't make this script And he's like yeah well <laughs> And Disenchantment? Uh, no for whatever show he wrote Disenchantment oh, gotcha. yeah, Disenchantment's going to be interesting This will be a, a different kind of show Than we've seen from him
0: Yeah it's more fantasy oriented instead of sci-fi Or just family life
1: It also sounds like it's a little bit more serialized whereas so it's gonna follow more of an overarching story
0: instead of an episodic saga
1: yeah whereas Futurama it had elements but i don't even i don't even know if i really would say because they were all pretty self-contained nothing really evolved in either the Simpsons or um Futurama in any level whereas this it sounds like it's following them on a journey so But it it easily It easily might just be the three of them Three characters hanging out
0: And they're a product of its medium Yeah Because it's What they did with uh, With Futurama and The Simpsons Is you can be flipping through the episodes Or through channels And just watch the episode you land on But with Netflix You can just They're always there Yeah You know I've been noticing some really good voices for this show. Oh, yeah? So, it's uh, Eric Andre from The Eric Andre Show. Okay. John DiMaggio, who's Bender, or was Bender. And uh, he was Jake the Dog. And also the Scottish man from... I was going to say Karate Kid, but it's Samurai Jack. Yeah. Billy West, who was Fry. Maurice LaMarche, who was... Uh, The Jamaican guy. Okay. I forgot his name. And also, he was Jack. He was Samurai Jack. Oh, no, he was not. He was in Animaniac. He was The Brain. Oh, in... In Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. Really good voices. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's
1: quite the cast. It's not very surprising. No. His after his last two shows have been pretty, pretty phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... The premise is, according to Wikipedia, the series follows the story of Bean, an alcoholic princess, her elf companion, Elfo, and her personal demon, Lucy, who live in a medieval kingdom known as Beanlandia. Yeah, I dig it.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty into it.
0: I, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, that right. That's just a fact. Yeah. It's, it's, I hope it's deep. Well, that's a um, weird thing to say. I know, but
1: it's like how Futurama was.
0: Yes, I hope it's like Futurama, yeah,
1: where it, it felt like it had, had depth, and there were a few episodes there where they weren't afraid to just be depressing,
0: <laughs> really depressing. Oh man, I would, I cried. No, I didn't cry, but it was sad for sure.
1: So this week on the pod, we're talking, we're talking about a couple of short films that made it pretty far in a world that hates short films.
0: What a good segue, you know, speaking of animated shows into short films. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a similar medium.
1: It is. It it definitely, it definitely fits sort of along the same line.
0: And no one likes short films anyway.
1: No, yeah. People hate short films. I think. Which is why we're going to talk about them. Which
0: is, exactly. We're (laughs) going to bring them to light. So today we have two short films for you.
1: We have the 19th. Fifty four, red balloon.
0: Fifty six, so you're close. Really, that's minus fifty six. Yeah, red balloon. And it's we an have old one.
1: The nineteen ninety seven rejected. Yes, I was made it? the made the year up again. I don't have any. idea. It was two thousand. The two thousand re- rejected. One of my one of the things I'm very good at is guessing the date of something within <laughs> in a few years.
0: How? What year? What year <laughs> were you born in? Do you know uh, that one? 58? Fifty 58. 72? Ah, 50. 72. Okay, gotcha. 70. That's a good one.
1: So, yeah, I think I think you you know a pretty decent amount about the history for these two. Yes. So,
0: what
1: what what makes them co- in common? Because they're pretty different styles. One of them's a live-action story about a kid and his little balloon, mm-hmm. and the other's a series of what appeared to be kind of short sketches that are linked together in an overarching story.
0: Yes. So... The Red Balloon was a French film that was screened in Cannes, and it is one of the few short films that is nominated. No, it's the only short film that's nominated for anything else apart from Best Live Action Short Film at the Oscars because it won Best Screenplay at the Oscars, which is insane. Yeah. You know? It was a 30 minute film, and it follows this boy walking through France with his. Red balloon. Yeah, you're getting it. Red balloon. It it just makes sense. It does. Rejected is a completely different kind of thing. I it's it's weird to have these two things and call them short films in this because it's hard to lump them together, but they are. You know, yeah. this is a nine minute short film by the one, the only Don Hertzfeld. What an interesting first name.
1: I was going to say interesting last name.
0: Hey-ho! It's interesting altogether.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, All right.
0: Don Hertzfeld um, is cult famous. In other words, obscure. Yeah, you're getting the heck Hell of it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don Hertzfeld um, recently did It's a Beautiful Day, and I think it was like three four years ago. He Oscar-nominated animator for Rejected and... He also made his own balloon film, which was actually a parody of The Red Balloon. That's why I I coupled them together, which is called Billy's Balloon. Okay. You know? In The Red Balloon, the kid... I forgot the name of the kid. He's called Le Petit Garcon. That's the little boy.
1: Yeah, that's what his name is. Pascal Le Petit Garcon. Gotcha.
0: So, Pascal is walking... With a red balloon. Yes. Through the streets of France. Yes. Paris. No, France. France. France the city. It's Paris. Paris.
1: Paris the country.
0: Paris the country. France the city. My name is pretty. Hey. Anyway. Don Hertzfeld made a parody film called Billy's Balloon where this kid has a balloon and the balloon beats it, just kind of kills the kid. It's really funny.
1: Okay. I saw you were talking about the red balloon there for a second. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the red balloon does not kill the kid.
0: No, no. Billy's balloon. Okay. Billy's balloon. And then there's a lot of kids killing, kid kill, kids being killed.
1: Kids being killed.
0: Okay. So, the red balloon is a really famous movie that has not aged well.
1: It hasn't aged horribly. It's just slow.
0: It is slow, but even slow movies from the past are good, you know? <laughs> okay. Some movies. have got a lot of bold sort of... Oh, sweeping films. statements is what I do. Yeah. I was a janitor for 25 years, so sweeping statements is what I'm trained to do. I'm cutting it. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, why don't you like Red Balloon? I don't like Red Balloon. Why don't you like no, the no. beloved short film Red Balloon? I do like Academy it. Academy. Award-winning short it's, film. Uh, it's, is it is Academy Award? Or yeah. is it Palm Is it both? Yeah. Okay. Academy oh. Award winning. Palm And Palm Dior winning. Red Balloon. Yes. Why, why do you hate this film? I don't hate it. I wish it didn't exist.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't hate it. Okay. I, I like it a lot. It just hasn't aged well. Okay. You know? Um, it's, I kind of already spoiled the whole thing. It's this kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's
0: not a lot to it. <laughs> who walks. <laughs> yep. With a balloon. That's red.
1: Yeah that's true and he runs into a little girl and she's got a blue balloon Yep, and then they don't see each other again i think
0: nope that's it but she does he does see her balloon because the story is just this kid kind of playing around with the balloon it's fun i think there was a scene where he leaves the balloon outside a store because the balloon couldn't go inside the store much like a dog yeah and he tells the balloon wait and the balloon waits So he goes into the store... Buys his little pastry... Comes back... And grabs the balloon... Really adorable... Super adorable... Made my heart do its thing... Then... Towards the end of the film... The boy... Is kind of caught with the balloon... And... Some kids... Kill the balloon... Yeah... And then... The balloons of Paris assemble and go to him yeah that's it they'll lift him away no no do they
1: i seem to remember there was lifting but i might have been
0: watching a different film as you no no we were we saw the same film pal oh no they do they take him on a cluster balloon ride over the city so his friend died but people but the balloons who are definitely alive Kind of carry him over the city. Which is great. It's a good image. I liked it. Yeah. I'm just saying it doesn't age well. And I do not understand the best screenplay nom- uh, win. I just don't get it. I don't know what they were doing in yeah. 1956, 55. But it just doesn't make sense.
1: Uh, so it's a weird movie. We're returning to everyone's favorite segment. I- I- IMDB comments.
0: IMDB the best comments. Of the bunch. Yep. We've done this numerous times. Pay attention. I don't know why we haven't.
1: 1 out of 10 stars. This movie still terrifies me to this day. Luis, what would you say the tone of this film is? Whimsical. Whimsical and fun. Every rainy day in elementary school, we were subjected to this horror show of a movie. A boy is stalked around Paris by a sentient red balloon. Stupidly, the boy befriends the balloon instead of running away in terror from the unholy object. Even though I was already reading Stephen King and grew up watching horror movies, none of that scared me as much as the terrifying tale of a stalker balloon. The ending is by far the worst when the boy is abducted by all the balloons of Paris and it ends with him flying in the sky, leaving one wondering what will happen next. Will a flock of birds fly into the balloons popping them or will the balloons abandon the boy and leave him to end up impaled on the Eiffel Tower? I don't know how anyone can possibly find this movie artistic or charming. It, it's terrifying and to this day I really, really hate balloons. Thoughts? I think Don
0: Hertzfeld wrote that.
1: <laughs> I think he did.
0: Because in <laughs> Billy's Balloon, yeah. pe- kids, children are killed by balloons by dropping them <laughs> from high altitudes. Yeah. The sound these kids make yeah. is hilarious when they're plummet to the ground. It's a good time. It's a really good time.
1: Two out of ten stars. Tedious tripe. Another one. <laughs> I can't believe I wasted a half an hour watching this. After nine minutes of menious treatious drivel, this movie still goes nowhere. Man, yep. people, are just, people are horrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Can you do the same thing for Rejected? Yeah. Because Rejected... Okay. Rejected is about this man who apparently is... This all fiction. But he is this animator who's been tasked to... to make ads for... for the... Family channel. I think yeah. it's the family channel. Yeah. And it, they're super weird. They're really, really odd. And then you kind of get the hang that this man is going through a mental breakdown and making these ads, right? And they're funny, but they're really, really odd. Yeah. There's uh, one line that sticks with me because it's repeated a bunch of times, which this little cloud creature says, my anus is bleeding. In that voice, I think I, I yeah. emulated it pretty yeah, good. Yeah, pretty good, actually. So, Rejected is about all these segments, and they're all interwoven because it's this guy's debilitating mental health. So, hit me well one of these IMDB comments. Okay.
1: Shocking. I seriously cannot understand how anyone on the planet can find this funny. It is scandalous, disgusting, does not make any sense at all, and is highly unwashable. It is even hard for me to watch, and right now I'm shocked at what a waste of time it actually was. Why do you guys find it funny? What makes you laugh about ugly, poor, animated cartoons with annoying characters, with their even more annoying voices, an incredibly primitive, meaningless plot? How can a mentally healthy man find all this funny? And how can anyone give it 10 out of 10? I give it 1 out of 10, but just because there is no option of minuses or at least 0.
0: I think the guys who made the red balloon wrote that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going back and back and forth between these. Because okay, I'm gonna respond to this person. Yeah. Yes, no mentally healthy man will find this funny. Yeah. Because after a point, it's not funny anymore. It's about this it's it's comment it's commentating on over commercialization. And they say it in one of the the yeah. white text over black screens kind of thing, you know. So if you miss that, then fuck, you'd be a terrible, you know. You couldn't hit a wall. You couldn't hit the fu- the the wide side of a barn with a shotgun, you know. Yeah. So wh-
1: <laughs> I'm just like reading this next review, and I'm just confused at why people why people spend. X number of time in red balloon is half an hour. In this, it's ten minutes. Write a review complaining about how they wasted their time making it. And this person, <laughs> is whoa, one okay. out of ten, awful bloody waste of human possibilities. What? <laughs> the nine comma five minutes belong to the worst. Of my life.
0: That's nine and a half minutes.
1: I, I know what it means, but I did not like how it was written.
0: Okay, that says a lot about <laughs> you. Let's go.
1: I cannot believe that blood and destruction are still present in the American com art. A waste of human energy. <laughs>
0: whoa, whoa.
1: Yep. The piece of animation belongs to the trash. Only for well- Only for well-informed adults. Okay, okay. I'm, gonna s- I'm not even sure that means. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this is bad. Only for great people. <laughs> blood and violence. This person Wait, that was a sentence. That's a sentence. These are all just separate paragraphs. Be prepared. I just cannot understand how three hundred persons gave it attend to this. This must be viewers of Jackass that cannot understand the impact of movies on a subconscious and morality.
0: Another guy who cannot hit the white side of a barn with a shotgun if they were standing right next to it. Can okay, that last sentence? Yeah. This was a incredibly subtle film. It wasn't good because it was subtle. It's just uh, uh, movies aren't good because they're subtle, you know? Right. But this happened to be subtle, and that's the exact thing he was complaining about. Yep. So this guy. Oh my! I can't even begin with this guy. (laughs) Intel. He's one of those internet quote-unquote intellectuals, you know? Yeah. Who. We're just dumb, <laughs> and there you have it, folks. did you like the movie rejected i I thought
1: it was a good good spot yeah. of fun,
0: yeah, I think it was a great experiment on the capabilities of animation. it's like i I've never seen something it plays with the form, yeah it plays with the form really well, yeah. and I think that's really noteworthy, you know i I totally agree I'm very glad it got nominated for an Oscar, yeah. Because it's not the kind of film that gets nominated for an Oscar, which is, which is a testament to how good it is, you know. Or, or oh, I
1: see, yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't, you don't normally see these type of films where it, this is not, it's not plot heavy, no, nope. and it's not character heavy, it's not, and it's not like a very widely wide sweeping humor. Mm-hmm. It's pretty specific. Like there's jokes in there that I'm like, Adam This is, is it a joke? Mm-hmm. But the way it wraps together at the end is pretty entertaining. Uh, As well as, yeah, like, the playing with the form, what it does is, uh, I mean, It's worthy of attention. Yeah, like, it's it's worth watching, but it it also, it it shows this regular sort of stick figure, that, that drawing style. And then at the end, they're playing with the texture of the paper, which is an interesting way to wrap it up. Because you don't see that as often, if ever. You see sometimes you see interaction with the screen, I guess, but not not too much like there's one scene where that stands out because it's two stick figures kind of what well, would be banging on the glass of the camera, yeah, and they're banging on it, and the the paper's ruffling as they're doing it. Mm.
0: I think that's a brilliant it's the product of someone who really understood the medium and and played around with it, and I think that's just yeah do you is it my favorite film no but it it, I think it does deserve a 10 out of 10 for what it went out to do and I think it did it really well I and it was subtle too what the frick frack you know (laughs) the yeah the I I was talking to uh a film professor actually he teaches experimental film and he said that a lot of his classmates struggle with enjoying these experimental right. films. Yeah. Some of them which are just a blue screen for a couple hours that have voiceover. Yeah. Uh, and that is regarded as a masterpiece of experimental film. Yep. There's also a forty five minute long zoom. There's also uh Dog Starman, which okay. is just you would have to see it. Yeah. I can't I there's no plot, so I can't really describe it. It's okay. just flashing images and then bodies and then a dog and then okay the mindset you need to have or the switch you need to switch switch thank you yep you're always there for me (laughs) (laughs) is these movies are not meant to be enjoyed okay these experimental films are not meant to be enjoyed you know if you take something out of it that's enough that's what they're going for yeah, the shock value, the, the lesson, the etc. The they're not made for you to enjoy them. Not as a, oh, this is art, so you should, you should suffer while doing this. It's like no, no. You just have to understand that these things were not made with the intention of someone to enjoy them.
1: Right. It's not- superficially. Yeah, it's they're trying to say something first rather than movies that we're used to now where it's more about trying to please someone first and say something after
0: that's why music and what's it called music and films specifically they have struggle okay weezer you yes. remember you know the band Weezer Weezer released a second Weezer. album called Pinkerton and it was terribly received because it was experimental right and a lot of people said, well, this is not what they're going for, you know and that's fair, yeah, but a lot of people hated them or hated that album because of it wasn't like the last one, and people didn't understand that it's 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 just not what they were going for. They they made a second album because, <laughs> because they were done with the first one. Right. You know? Yeah. So when people make experimental films or when you're going to watch one, I think the correct mindset changes the whole experience. And this includes watching a really slow movie like The Red Balloon. Yeah. Which is has been described as a visual poem.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Would, and I completely agree. Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it as much. That's and fair. I still think it is dated for. Uh, yeah. Just because it's old and, and some of the things they showed it there are just. Feels simplistic. Sim- yeah, yeah, simplistic. And it was simplistic in when it was made, but not necessarily the same way we see it now. And rejected. It wasn't meant to necessarily be funny, although it is funny, uh, yeah. in my opinion. It was meant to say something else. And I think that's. Pretty neat. You know, do, do no, you know what I I'm agree. trying to say? Yeah, and...
1: yeah. Like, people are judging these on a commercial aspect rather than as, I guess, and it sounds pretentious, but like as an actual piece of
0: art. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can for sure see that. And we mentioned that art film, uh, short films are hated. And a lot of times short films are hated because they're artsy. I, I would say... And it's a great medium to experiment. And,
1: yeah, hating isn't the right word. There just isn't a market for them either. Like, yeah, people people don't actively seek out short films. That's the problem. Like, there's not a... There's not really the commercial market. So you don't get... Yeah, they're artsy. So people... Like, it. that, that, doesn't, ha- that doesn't have a ri- wide a range of an audience anyway. And then it's also just not a popular medium right now. Mm-hmm. So it... it they automatically become a little bit more you know underappreciated even if they're amazing,
0: yeah, and with that, and with that, with, with that. so what
1: yeah there's it's not it was more of a discussion than an actual review this week, so yeah. I don't really see much of a reason to really give it a review score.
0: Well, let's still do it, okay, you know we don't do a lot of things that make sense here, so All right. let's continue.
1: I give it that do you know the house from up? Do you know that one house from Up? Yep. No one was all, all the balloons. In yep. It. You know when it's losing some of the balloons. Mhm. Is there a point where it only has like four balloons on it? No. Is there a point where it, where it has seven balloons on it. No. Okay. Well, I give it that house.
0: You give it that house Sans balloons.
1: Uh no, I give it that house during w- some point in the film where it's losing balloons, mm-hmm. but
0: before it lost all the balloons. I understand.
1: Yes. Good. Okay.
0: Do you remember that Kanye West album that had a balloon, a heart? Catch the throne. What was it called that? I know. I don't know. The balloon, the heart. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm not sure. It's it's a it's a white background. Yes. Uh. Please, everyone, close your eyes to 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 visualize this with me. It's a blank background. Yeah. With.
1: 808s and heartbreaks. Uh,
0: yes, that one. Thank you. <laughs> with a heart shaped balloon that's just deflated yes or i think it was inflated and just popped um i give it also the house from up hell yeah (laughs) both (laughs) this is a bundle review hell yeah uh
1: what are what are you planning on reading this week
0: i'm planning on finishing the glass castle
1: oh yes which by jeanette walls which i believe we talked about
0: last week i do I may have know. mentioned,,
1: yeah, I think you mentioned it. But I think I, think I that's mentioned it once yeah. we got, yeah.
0: Um, and I have my friend Dahmer. Oh yes, on okay. my radar, which I, I do want to talk about, okay. either on the podcast or separately, because not everything is public, guys. Got to remember that. Guys and gals. Guys, gals, and goo gu- geese? Geese? Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to talk about, about it with you. I think it's a it's gonna be a stellar yeah. graphic novel read oh yes experience right. yeah that would,
1: it would be interesting for that mm-hmm. for sure
0: what about you what are you reading or what are you planning to read
1: uh I'm in almost done a book which I won't go into now and <laughs> the other one is would be I, I'm looking for one to finish after that gotcha. so I don't I don't know what that that will be yet send in your recommendations Mm-hmm. Send in your yeah, recommendations. Right. I don't need any I just got I've, j- I've got a stack of books that I'll I'll pick one off and just just see where that that takes There's me. A little, you know? little stack? Yeah. Probably I've been reading The Last Man. So that graphic novel series. I haven't heard of it. Uh same guy who does Saga. Um I, you got that there was a free comic book day where you got Oh, that one. Yeah. But it's guy. like you
0: read it horizontally. Yeah. So yeah.
1: The Last Man, fairly popular as a graphic novel series, probably read finish the first one of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting because it takes it's a world that all the men have disappeared, which sounds like a pretty easy concept, but it dives into it in ways where I, every time that it introduces a new way it's affected stuff, I'm like, oh, I hadn't, I wouldn't have thought of that. Interesting. Like one of the first things that is introduced is like the secretary of agriculture is then made the president because every other person above her in government was a male and it's like oh yeah probably but holy crap yeah it doesn't you don't really think about it until you read that on the book and she's like she's like yeah and as far as government goes like she's top of that field but that's that's nothing yeah in comparison like that's like like probably i mean 14th in line is probably still higher but like it's that idea of like that separation, right? And sh- she's just made acting president, which is insane.
0: That is pretty. So it, it's
1: it's interesting for you that. I'm gonna read
0: that. Is it short? Yeah, it's pretty short.
1: Last man. Yeah. No, it's there's like eight volumes. Holy crap! Yeah.
0: But the first one is short.
1: It's somewhat short. <laughs> it's like a it's like a regular graphic novel. Oh, I see. Uh, but I think I think that's the show for today.
0: That is the show for today. I've forgotten how to talk.
1: <laughs> join yeah. us join us next week as we dive into another book probably we we just like reading words we just like reading words and hopefully you like listening about us
0: reading words we're really hopeful about that second part you can follow us oh, yeah, on shit. Obscu- obscure pod on twitter <laughs> and on instagram it's also at obscure pod I still don't have a Twitter, but Matthew will gladly give you his.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm at spider, pig, uh, spider underscore pig on Twitter. That's at spider underscore pyg. PYG? Uh, yeah, and of course the pod is Twitter also at obscure pod. Correcto um, mundo. See y'all next week.
0: Next week it is. <laughs> Bye.